three, two, one, cue my theme song. I, Professor Burkhead, took some old spare parts and built a new machine to reveal just what is in our hearts, to connect with animals and people and bridge that great divide. I had to keep my work a secret, so in space I would reside. I fueled my rocket, I took a flyer, and on my space station I built the unifier. Now it's a perfect fit for both journalists and cultures. I can't wait to learn more about both of their cultures. All in good time, no doubt, so let's not jump ahead. Cause this is the time. Yeah, baby, it's the groove. Cause this is the place where I say it's nice to meet you. Ah, ah, now that's a theme song. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Oh, Unifier, this chamber is meant for unification, so to that end, I ask you for two more test subjects, if you please. Unifier operational. Oh my, oh, welcome aboard. Taking a look around, I seem to be surrounded by uh, some type of force field. Yes, uh, welcome aboard. Uh, I'm sorry, yes, there is a, a suspension field keeping you two separated from each other. Oh, uh, Taylor, can you turn on the translator, please? Thank you, Taylor. I'm looking for caucuses. Wow, I, I'm observing a vulture that I can speak to. Um, hello. Uh, hello, you seem to be alive, and I was wondering if you could be dead so I could feast. Uh, wow, this uh, turned sour very quickly. I'm so sorry. Uh, for the purposes of this experiment, the both of us, I think, are going to remain alive. Yeah, that's that's how I get all my stuff done, is staying alive. Fair enough, fair enough. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. We're all having a laugh here. I'm going to seal the two of you inside uh, this chamber here. Okay, and now can you see me up here in the observation booth? Loud and clear. Yep, I can see you loud and clear. Great, great. Well, I am Professor Jameson Burkhead. Uh, this is my space station slash laboratory, also known as the Unifier. And the two of you have been teleported from the surface of Earth and have been selected to be part in the greatest scientific experiment in human history. So congratulations to you both. Oh, the honor is all mine. I'm amazed. You're you're an actual bird. I, I've always, I have so many questions for birds. It's a pretty great lifestyle, not gonna lie. I fly around, go as I please, look for rotting carcasses everywhere I go so I can feast. Perhaps we should introduce ourselves to one another first. Uh, you on the left, why don't you tell us who you are and where you're from? Animal. Introduction. My name is Valerie. I'm a vulture. I live in the mountains of western Connecticut looking for carcasses. Okay, great. And you, sir, on the right, why don't you tell us who you are, where you're from, and what is your name? Human. Introduction. My name is uh, Ted August, and I am a journalist. Funny enough, I actually uh, have worked for Vulture. They've appropriated my name. I'm familiar with the online publication. They never printed anything about my bits. You're a Vulture who also does comedy of some form? Yes, I make my committee, which is uh, a group of vultures on land, laugh. And when we're in a kettle, which is a group of vultures flying, I'm cracking jokes all the way home. 
So the name for a group of vultures is different whether you're on land or in the air? Correct. So a committee of vultures on land, a kettle of vultures in the sky. I don't know that I've ever heard of that before. I love that. You know, we are a very, very interesting breed. Well, why don't you tell us, what's a regular day like for, you know, you and your fellow vultures in a committee or a kettle? When we're in a committee, we're very, very social birds. So we tell stories. We uh, reminisce about old carry-on. And then we uh, we get up for the day, uh, usually around dawn, and we see who died in the night. Oh, dear. And at any stage of death, sometimes when an animal is deeply infirmed, we'll circle, we'll land in the trees, and we'll wait until that animal dies patiently, hours, minutes, days even. And we then go down and we feast. And if it gets too hot outside, well, we urinate on our legs to keep us cool. Wow, Valerie, I did not see that one coming. You pee on your legs and feet to keep cool? Yes, that's true. And there are very interesting antibacterial purposes. Who needs an antibiotic ointment when you have vulture urine? I am learning a lot about vultures today, and here I thought they were just about eating dead things, right, Ted August? Yeah, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, literally all the meat I've ever eaten was dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have a lot more in common with vultures than we thought. And, Ted August, we are known to form committees. That's true. Perhaps we turn the focus to you. We've learned about Valerie the Vulture's day. Why don't you tell us what's a regular day for a reporter like yourself? That's a great question. So I used to work for um, newspapers until I saw buzzards circling over the newspapers. And then I started writing for online publications. Newspapers are dying. It's a dying art form. Wow, so Valerie the Vulture, you might also circle something that is conceptually dying as well. We would circle film in cameras. Oh, yeah, well, okay. We would circle retail stores. I suppose this is just a sense that vultures have. You can tell that they're on their way out. Yes, we have very strong senses, a smell. We also can critically think, which nobody thinks about. Again, I think that's why we have so much in common, Valerie, is that we're both critical thinkers, right? Absolutely. You know, and and we eat, we all eat dead stuff. We eat dead stuff. I'm bald, and you're bald. But I wear my baldness with pride. I'm not ashamed of my baldness. Ted August, you're wearing a baseball cap. It seems like you might be ashamed of the fact. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I kind of was for a long time. I used to love my hair. That was how I started writing, as I would write imaginary stories about my hair and where it would go. Ted August, I, I have to tell you, these stories sound incredibly sad. Well, I, I mean, they always had an almost happy ending. That was why I switched over from fiction to nonfiction. I liked an almost happy ending. It felt more real. But as my as my hair started falling out and I lost more and more of it, yeah, I, I realized that I had to get more into uh, realistic writing. And I think that that's also important because someone has to be able to take a look at what's going on in the world and make an assessment or try Try to help other people understand what's what's happening around them. Well, now how interesting. Very deep. Ted August and Valerie, it, it seems like we're really connecting well here. Uh, why don't I deactivate the suspension fields, keeping you two separate from one another? Deactivating force field. And you two may now uh, interact with one another physically, if you so choose. Now, Gus, don't be scared of me because I will only eat things that are dead. I just want to have a conversation. Okay, but the way you said conversation sounded sinister. That's because my vocal cords are very muted. 
We don't sing, us vultures. We have never sung a song. We don't understand the concept of songbirding. You know, I don't really understand the concept of songbirding either. That's also why I like reporting, because I would write stories about my family singing. So then I would handwrite them and then I would uh, uh, pass them out in the neighborhood. And, you know, I would uh, make everyone in the neighborhood take one. And then I would ask them if they liked it and they would say, uh, sure. Something tells me they may not have read it. That's just me. I would never read a, a scroll about another kettle or committee of vultures that was not my own. Valerie, I, I have to agree. I, I don't think I'd be that interested. Yeah, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, you're right. I think the business model was pretty bad. But I was a kid. Uh, you're right, Ted Augusta. We're perhaps being too critical of a fledgling writer who is only trying to spread his wings. I've so, so much thought about that. Can you spread your wings right now? I would love to see how wide your wingspan is. Yeah, give me one sec. Uh, Ooh, now whoa, that's, that's quite a span. Five feet. Wow. You know, with your bald head and your wide wingspan, you look kind of like Michael Jordan. Wow, number 23. You know Michael Jordan? Of course we know about the great Chicago Bulls. <laughs> I suppose if vultures know any basketball player, it probably should be Michael Jordan. Yes, Shaquille O'Neal, Dennis Rodman, love his style. Now, Valerie, did you ever mistake Dennis Rodman for a worm? You know, I'll tell you something, we're friends with worms. Now, I might eat a maggot every now and then because a maggot is a larva, but let me tell you, vultures have some of the strongest stomach acids. Valerie the Vulture, if you're eating exclusively dead creatures, you could potentially be putting yourself in a very dangerous situation by eating rotting flesh, but that's not a problem for a vulture, you're saying. Not at all. And, you know, worst case scenario, we just vomit it up. Like my my babies, they don't come to feed. They hang out in a hollowed out tree, and then I vomit us into their mouths. Good lord. I'm actually going to move us to the next phase of the experiment here. This is a part of the experiment known as the introduction of a random object, a.k.a. the IRO. Uh, Taylor, do you want to go ahead and drop in the IRO? Introduction of random object. Oh, okay. A little bounce there. It's a cylindrical tube-shaped carcass of an animal I do not recognize. Okay. Hot dogs? Yeah, what is that, an eight-pack? Yes, these hot dogs are calling my name. But I have to ask, where are the maggots? I'll say, Valerie, to have maggots in a human food would render that food very unpopular. We love maggots. It's extra seasoning, if you ask me. Oh, like salt. It is our salt. It's our salt. It's our hot sauce. Oh, Valerie, you're making me a little queasy, but please continue. I'm so sorry. But guess what? The more maggots we eat, the less flies for you to swat. That's an excellent point. I I had not considered that the vulture eating of maggots would remove more insects from the ecosystem. Correct. You know, Valerie, you're really turning me around on vulture life here. I know, we get a bad rap. Ted August, are you thinking of profiling a vulture? You know, my current style is to embed myself, maybe spend a few weeks with my subject. Uh, Valerie, I'd love to just spend a couple weeks on the road with you after this. Absolutely. Normally we don't feed when humans are around. It's an intimate experience. It's private. Unless you have a press pass, of course. Haha, well, oh man, I'm I'm so excited. Well, p- perhaps you could do it 
right now form a committee of two. And 10 August, you could begin writing your vulture opus right now. Well, we do have a caucus. It's, it's you know, not an ideal caucus. I stood in the metal construct as I watched Valerie, the raven-feathered vulture. Sorry, we don't talk about ravens, okay? Committees and murders do not mix. Okay, that's fair. That's a first draft. We can we can work on it. Uh, yes, maybe find a different way to start your piece, Ted August. <laughs> obviously not the vulture's disgusting eating habits, but something like that. No, no, obviously not. I'm not going to be eating one of those disgusting... <laughs> oh, hot dog water! Ah! Oh, careful, Ted August. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just laying on the ground now. Ted, you're fine. We're not going to make you eat like a vulture or anything. Let's do it. No, no, uh... Uh, Valerie, that was that was not a suggestion. No. Oh, this is delicious. Humans, your caucuses are tasty, I gotta say. Uh, oh, oh, you're spitting it into his mouth. <laughs> Valerie, <laughs> uh, is not interested in this. Please. <laughs> you know, that wasn't half bad. Ted August, please. No, I, I feel like I can kind of see the world through the eyes of a vulture now. And now I know that it actually tastes amazing. Oh. Ted August is a very smart man because the stomach acids from my belly have killed all the parasites of a raw hot dog. Unification complete. I'm not sure that comparison can be made 100%, but I am regrettably prepared to announce that we have reached 100% unification, perhaps based on the transfer of... Carcasses between the two of you, congratulations! Well, what a waste. You could have been eaten by something. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you gonna are you gonna finish those? Oh, dead August. This is disgusting. Listen, I'm glad you two are getting along, but upon achieving unification, you'll be teleported back to Earth in about twenty seconds, so say your goodbyes quickly, please. Listen, if you ever find yourself in the country woods of Western Connecticut, you're gonna find me. We're gonna make a committee and we're gonna look for copies together. That is honestly everything I've always wanted in that specific location, too. I'm going to be there. As soon as we get back, I am driving to Connecticut. I will see you there. Oh, please do. You take care of yourself. Oh, you too. Oh, man, I can't wait to write about vultures. Okay, all right. Get off my space station, please. Farewell. Oh, Taylor. Watching a vulture throw up a hot dog into... Head August now. Cause this is the time. Yeah, baby, it's the groove. Cause this is the place where I say it's nice to meet you. I know that's how they feed their children in the wild, but Ted August is not a young vulture. He's an old vulture. He should be able to figure that out for himself. Oh, Taylor. I think it's happening again. I wore winter boots every day for two years. I hate climbing trees. I'm Deborah Goldstein, host of the podcast The Big Fib, and half of those statements were indeed fibs. On every episode of The Big Fib, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert and the other is a liar. And it's the job of our human child contestant to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. We've had episodes on everything from Minecraft to mythology and from Lego to libraries. Join me and my robot co-host, Lisa, on The Big Fib on Apple Podcasts or on gzmshows.com.